If worship is to lead you to be ready to come before God and His Word in the throne, then I pray you're ready, because I am. I ask you to take your Bible and turn with me to the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 6. 1 Timothy, chapter 6. If you're using that Pew Bible in front of you, it's on page 1,365 in the Pew Bible. 1 Timothy, chapter 6. And in just a minute, I will, we will stand together and I will read beginning in verse 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. I know that you know this next statement to be true, but I get to make it anyway. A person's giving is a very personal decision. Biblically speaking, a person's giving is a spiritual matter. Between them and the Lord. Yes, your giving is not a financial issue. Your giving is a spiritual relationship that you have with the Lord. And biblically speaking, God's word has much to say about giving. I believe I mowed my first yard that was not mine when I was about the age of 11. I got paid $5 to mow a lady's yard. That lady lived about a mile from my house. I was 11, and me and my lawnmower and my gas can would walk a mile pushing that lawnmower to mow her yard. I can't believe my mom let me do this because there's a major intersection that I had to go through. Can you see in a... 11-year-old boy pushing a mower, carrying a gas can across a busy intersection. But I did, and I would go, and I would mow that yard, and then I would turn around after completing that, and I would push that mower all the way home. The gas can weighed a little bit less, but I had $5 in my pocket because of the work that I had done. You know, I've always been a good numbers person, And I have, for the most part of my life, been in church. And I knew, even at that age of 11, that God called for a tithe of my income. A tithe defined as 10%. And I knew that I needed to give at least 50 cents of that $5 in my church envelope. Now, I remember I grew up in a little bitty Baptist church, and... About once a year, they'd put these tables out in the hallway, and everybody would have their little box of envelopes. You guys remember that, some of you? And each one had one, and I had one, and my sister had one, and my other sister had one, and my parents had one. And so you got to keep your box. And every week, we would do that. So I would put my 50 cents in there because I learned to give a tithe of my income from a very young age. As I added yards or as I eventually got jobs and as I made more money, God has always reminded me that I owed a tithe of that income back to him. And Angela and I have come to understand that the tithe carries with it many, church, many benefits. And we seek to be diligent to faithfully and willingly give a tithe of our income and beyond. We have seen God be faithful to us. Many of you are also faithful givers. 
faithful in giving at least a tithe of your income to the Lord through the local church. You, if we had the opportunity, will equally attest to God's faithfulness to you as well. But as your pastor, I read in Scripture that I have certain requirements and responsibilities. And one of those I'm going to read to you. You don't have to turn there. Just write this down in your notes because this is, we're getting ready to go to 1 Timothy, but not quite yet. Not quite yet. In Ephesians chapter 4, I get a little bit of my marching orders as we do. But in Ephesians chapter 4, let me read verses 11 to 16. You just pick up on this. He says, And he, gave him, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Verse 12, For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. And when I read this, I understand that I have a responsibility, not just to individually give a tithe, but to teach and share God's Word as it speaks about that same subject and topic. As I've said, I know that there are many faithful givers who give and support the biblical principles of the tithe, and I ask you today to count today as a great reminder of what God has called you to do and a great reminder of the blessings that He has placed upon you because of your faithful giving according to God's Word. This morning, I know that there are some people who have not been taught the biblical principle of the tithe. Therefore, Ephesians chapter 4 challenges me to equip the saints, to teach them what God says about every topic in His Word, and today, that is the tithe. This morning, I know there are some who clearly understand the tithe. They understand that they should give 10% of their income, but they have not grown. You have not grown to the point of trusting God to obey Him faithfully. And this morning, I know that there are some who are just deciding, I'm not going to give. I believe that when you do not tithe, when I do not tithe, that we will miss out on the blessings of God. I love you. I want all God wants for you, so today we will teach on what God's Word says about the tithe. So I ask you to stand with me as we go to 1 Timothy. And I'm going to read verses 6 through 10 of 1 Timothy chapter 6. It says, Now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing with these, we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, 
for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Thank you. You may be seated. Now, I mentioned everybody received a bulletin, and I showed you what it was chock full of, of information that I needed you to read and study and react to. But I also know that if you received a bulletin, you received a dollar today. Now, if you've got that dollar, I want you to grab a hold of him for just a second, and I want you to wave him to me. I want to make sure that those dollars are out there, okay? Thank you. Those dollars, I am sorry if you are online and you don't have a dollar that we've given you, but I encourage you right now, if you're at home or if you're on the phone, stop and get a dollar and put it in your hand. You can even wave it at the TV if you want to. But church, I want you to take a look and hold this thing this dollar for just a minute. Do you know that this poor dollar takes a lot of blame? Takes a lot of blame. But I believe that this dollar and money in general is never to blame. Money, I tell you, is an independent contractor. When I sit and talk with people and counsel with them about money, I tell them that money is no different than a brick. A brick can be used to build a church. A brick can also be used to wrap a nice note around it and throw it through my window. We understand that. The issue is that the brick is not bad. The brick doesn't have life. The brick is just an object. It's what the person holding the brick chooses to do with it that matters. It's what the person holding the dollar chooses to do with money that makes it a problem. Did you notice that in verse 10 of our scripture today, it says, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. What that says is when we view this dollar incorrectly, it changes us. Now, the scripture we just read, let me just give you a summary, says that money, when we love it, becomes a root of all kinds of evil. Verse 9 says that it can bring us into temptation. Verse 9 says that it can become a snare. Verse 9 says that it can cause us harm and destruction. Verse 10 says that it can cause us... Did you understand that? Money can cause you to stray from your faith. And verse 10 goes on to say, and it can create many sorrows. Now, I know that other things can do these same things. That's why it says that money is a root, not the root. Money is not the problem. It's the person who holds the dollar that then tells that money what to do. And today, looking at God's word, we need to make sure that we, as children of God, know what to do so that this money doesn't become now, note the other option. If we view money not as something that we love, but we view it as a resource from God, let's just come back and look at these same verses just quickly. It says that it can bring us to godliness. Did you see that in verse 6? It can bring us great gain and contentment, and by default, it can keep us from temptation. The appropriate view can keep us from temptation, can keep us from harm, can keep us from destruction, from sorrows, and appropriately viewing money can build your faith. So this morning, I want to share with you five specific 
biblical truths to help us see the tithe correctly. And today, I mentioned to you that a person in their giving is a very personal decision. So for the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about five reasons why I give. Why Angela and I give. It'll make it a whole lot easier for you to hear this when we know we're not talking about you, right? So let's talk about this for a second. You might want to take notes here. I've got the scriptures that I'm going to allude to. I've got them already marked in my Bible. So you, if you want to get these scriptures down, I would encourage you to do this on your bulletin. There's a blank space there. Write down the, the, to, the topic and then the scripture and then just listen to me and then you can go back and study this as a family or an individual afterwards. But the number one reason why I give, why Angela and I give a tithe of our income is God commanded tithing. Now, I'm in Deuteronomy. Write this down. Deuteronomy chapter 14, and I'm going to read verses 22 to 25. God commanded tithing. Here we go. Deuteronomy chapter 14, picking up in verse 22, says this. You shall truly tithe all the increase of your grain that the field produces year by year. And you shall eat before the Lord your God and in the place where he chooses to make his name abide, the tithe of your grain and your new wine and your oil of the firstborn of your herds and your flocks, that you may learn to fear the Lord your God always. But if the journey is too long for you so that you are not able to carry the tithe, or if the place where the Lord your God chooses to put his name is too far from you, when the Lord your God has blessed you, then you shall exchange it for money, take the money in your hand, and go to the place which the Lord your God chooses. God commanded tithing. Let's look at what it said in verse 22. It says, you shall tithe. Tithe defined as 10%. All your increase, that is all of your income, not just a specific thing, all of your increase. And it says, year by year. This is an ongoing command. This is not something that when I was 11 and I tithed my first yard and I gave my 50 cents, that God said, okay, you've tithed, now move on. No, God continued to give me more yards different jobs, more jobs, more money, but he's called me to be faithful with that. He's commanded me to be faithful with that giving all the time. Verse 23 says that you are to give it to the place he chooses to make his name abide. Malachi and other places of scripture call this the storehouse or the local church. Many of you believe that this is where the Lord has called you to be. And as such, this is where God is commanding you to give your tithe. Verse 24 says, when the Lord your God has blessed you. Did you know that if you're able to have any of these, it's because God's enabled you to have some of these? You don't get a chance to do this by yourself. You may not recognize it as God. You may think it's your blood, sweat, and tears that are making this happen, but without God giving you life, God giving you guidance, God giving you sustenance, God giving you direction, you're not going to make any. All these resources. And God commanded. He said, I'm responsible. I've allowed you. I've given you this opportunity. And do you know that God in his goodness only asked for 10% back? He would be absolutely right to ask for it all. But God commands us to give a tithe. 
out of all we have. And it's an interesting thing. God so commands it that, let me just write this scripture down. Malachi 3.8. God commands the tithe, but here's how he feels if it doesn't happen. God says in Malachi 3.8, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you, the people, say, How in what way have we robbed you? And in Malachi 3.8, God says, In tithes and offerings. God is saying, You have not done what I have told you to do. So not only is God commanding the tithe, God sees it as a robbery when we don't bring the tithe unto him. Also, Leviticus chapter 27, verses 30 and 32 say this, And all of the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. God commanded, one of the reasons that I give a tithe is because God commanded it. God told me to give a tithe. God told me it is robbery when I don't give a tithe. And God told me that it is holy. And so this tithe is not just money. God is calling you into an obedient relationship with him using the tithe. So number one, I tithe because the Lord has commanded it. Number two, the reason Angela and I tithe is because Jesus upholds it. Number one, God commands it. Number two, Jesus upholds it. Matthew chapter 23, verse 23 says this, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done, comma, without leaving the others undone. Did you see what Jesus said right then? He said, listen, you giving a tithe and doing nothing else, not good. You need justice, love, and mercy while also maintaining the giving of your tithe in addition to. Now, you can say, I give a tithe, and then God calls you to additionally show justice, mercy, and faith. Or you can say that you are called to show justice, mercy, and faith, and additionally called to give a tithe. I tithe because God commands it. I tithe because Jesus upholds it. Number three. Tithing is an act of worship. You're going to write this down, write this scripture down. I'm going to read it under tithing is an act of worship. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 10. And you're going, oh, I know those verses. Those are familiar to me. But Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 10 says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Did you see that? Trust Him. Acknowledge Him. Fear Him. Verse 9 says, Honor. Honor the Lord with your possessions. Honor, that is to praise God, to worship Him. 
Yes, we get to stand and sing together and worship Him. We talked a few weeks ago about the angels, and they've not yet stopped flying around the throne of God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. They talk about His worth constantly. When we get to open up God's Word and study it, it is bringing glory and honor and praise unto Him to become more and more like His Son. And our giving is an act of worship. Scripture teaches us. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 says that it is God who gives us the power to acquire what we have. Tithing teaches us to recognize that God is our provider, our sustainer, our guide, and our blessing. We worship and honor God with our tithe. I tithe because God commands it. I tithe because Jesus affirms it. I tithe because it is an act of worship to a God who is worthy of worship. Amen? You guys still got this thing? Or have you, how many of you right now have, have become so tired of me that your dollar looks a lot like this and you didn't even notice it? You've just been sitting there and as God's word, come, come, come after, you've just unknowingly just become so tense that your dollar begins to look like this. It could happen. Because this is a very personal thing that God is talking about. We just happen to be talking about it in a very public forum. Number four, tithing develops godly character. Now, I'm going to the book of Acts. Write this scripture down, Acts chapter 20. And I'm going to read verses 32 to 35. Tithing develops godly character. Picking up in verse 32. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who, who were with me. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, God's word says a lot of things that go against the natural tendencies of our thinking. But giving develops godly character. Selfishness, not giving, can hinder us from developing this godly character. You see, we are naturally geared toward taking care of self. Now, here's what, you know, we, we made more bulletins than we have people that took them this morning. Somebody goes, so there's extra bulletins back there? <laughs> yes, there are. Do they have dollars in them? Yes, they do. And if all of a sudden, after service today, you decide that you want to join the custodial crew... We're going to know that there's a motivational challenge that's happening in, within you because they're, they're out there. Godly character. We are geared toward taking care of our self, but Jesus taught us that we should not take care of our self. We should honor him and then love others and take care of them. Godly character. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 24, 
sort of alludes that when you tithe, we learn not to seek not your own, but each other's well-being. You know, a tithe is not about money, and a tithe is not really about anything other than you and God deciding what He thinks is best and right for you and how He has called you to do this. Tithing demonstrates your commitment to Jesus and what He said to His disciples. This is what He said in Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 and 25. It says, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Faithfully, obediently giving a tithe changes us. I give a tithe because God commanded it. I give a tithe because Jesus affirmed it. I give a tithe because it is an act of worship to a God who is worthy. And I give a tithe because I want God to make me more and more and more like his son. Number five. Tithing comes with a promise. Malachi chapter 3. You're going, oh, I thought you was going to start there and just sit there. No. Malachi is just one of the places that God talks about tithing. But let me read in Malachi chapter 3. Let me read verses 6 through 12. This is an important thing for you to understand, church, because tithing comes with a promise. Malachi chapter 3, picking up in verse 6, says this. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? Will a man rob God? See, the people were away, and they said, how do we get back to you? And he said, well, the first thing you need to do is do what I've already told you to do. Verse 8, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, what way have we robbed you in tithes and offerings? You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, verse 10, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of the ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, and you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Now, I've already mentioned in another point that not giving your tithe is considered robbing God. You heard that again in Malachi 3, 8. But this scripture promises us so much more. Did you catch that? Verse 7, return to me and I will return to you. Do you know what God says? Since he went on and he first talked about their tithe, he says, when you yield your resources to me through obediently following me in the tithe, you are drawn closer to me. Did you know that writing a check, obediently giving as God has called, will draw you closer to the Lord? That's a promise. Verse 10 he said, try me in this. Bring it all in. Try me in this. God says, you want proof? Do what I say, and then I'll show you proof. See what God will do for those who faithfully bring the tithe. He will open up the windows of heaven. He will pour out blessings for you, and you will not be able to receive it all. That's all verse 10. Do you know I got 
I, I walked around my house. My next door neighbor must be getting some new windows because they had a window person there. So I started walking around my house because I thought that man's going to come over here and try to see if he can't do a neighborhood combo pack, try to sell me some new windows. But I walked around my house looking at all the windows in my house. And did you know that if I opened up one window and I just started throwing stuff out of it and throwing stuff out of it and throwing stuff out of it, you know, I could probably get a lot of stuff out of my house. And it reminded me, because I've been in Scripture, God has promised to do that. He said, I'm just going to open up heaven, and I'm going to rain down on you blessings. And God says, I'm not just going to give you a little. I'm not just going to give you what you can control. I'm going to give you more than you can even think to do with. I have to tell you this. That's where Angela and I live. We live in a place where God has blessed us so thoroughly that we literally have lines in our budget on how to give stuff away. You don't think like that when you're not tithing. God has changed us, and I'm not taking credit for that. What I'm telling you is that God's blessings, God's promises are every bit true. There not be room enough to receive it. Now, does that mean that you're going to have to get extra banks to put your money in? No, God may bless you in many other ways. But God has said in these same verses, he says, when you're not tithing, you're under a curse. Have you ever not been giving correctly? Or if you're not a tither today, have you ever felt like as soon as you catch up, you'll think about it, but you never seem to be able to catch up because something always happens? Biblically speaking, that might fall under... You are cursed with a curse. It's an interesting thing, right? How God wants to have our hearts. But go on, it goes on to say, not just what God's going to bless. Verse 11 says, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes. We got a water bill that is just, just continues to go up. Which means there's a leak someplace, and I keep looking for it, and I keep looking for it, and I keep looking for it. Do you know that there's a test that you can do? I read about this on the internet, watched it, that if you go to the back of your commode, pull the lid off, take some food coloring, drop it down in there. It won't stain it. Drop it down in there and put it on. Don't do anything else. Come back in a few minutes or hours and just open up the lid and look down in there. If you have a leak, the water will be the color that you put back here. And you're going, I'm going to try that when I get home. <laughs> It'll happen. But the challenge that you have to figure out is, is there a leak? You see, once you know the problem, you can fix it. But until you diagnose the problem, it just looks like, where's the money going? But he says that I will rebuke the devourer. Did you know that Satan is eroding what, he, what you are gaining? Why would God have to rebuke the devourer unless the devourer was munching on what you want? You know what Satan wants? 
He wants you not to tithe. He wants you to try to figure out how to do it on your own. He wants you to have these problems so that you'll continue not to tithe, so that you'll continue not to be drawn close to the Lord, so you'll continue not to see these blessings of God. And you see how poor, if you're not careful, not tithing makes you and God a long way different from each other. The devourer, he wants these things to happen. And God says, not only will I bless you, but I'll stop him. Why would he do this? Why would God stop the devourer? So that you wouldn't have to work as hard to reap the blessings that he wants to give you. This is a promise from God. Verse 12 says, you will be blessed. And not only will you be personally blessed, others will recognize and be blessed by you, and you will be a delight. Others will benefit from your faithfulness. God holds the key to your blessings and your success. I tithe because God commands it. I tithe because Jesus affirms it. I tithe because it is an act of worship. I tithe because I want to be made more and more like Jesus. And I tithe in this fifth point because with it comes great promise. Can I tell you this simple statement? God's good is better than your good. And today, if you're struggling with your tithe, you don't have a financial issue. You have a trust issue. God's good is better than your good. And as I begin to close, tithing simply is an act of faith. Anybody still got the dollar? You can wave it at me. You know, just look at that thing for just a second. That piece of paper is causing a lot of people a lot of problems. It's becoming a root. It's becoming a challenge. When a Christian does not tithe, they're going... I love this more than I love Jesus. I don't mean that to be harsh. I just happen to believe that God's word has said over and over again, very clearly, that a tithe is what God expects. And with it comes great blessing. And if you're not tithing, you're missing great blessing. What kind of equipper, what kind of pastor, what kind of love would I show to you if I did not challenge you on any and all topics that God puts in his word? And this is a big topic. Just a couple of final statements. I'm not asking you to give because First Baptist needs it. This is not about finances. It's not about money. First Baptist is thriving thanks to the faithfulness of God through many already faithful and obedient givers. This is not about money. This is about you trusting God. But I wonder what we, even though this church is doing well, I wonder what we, First Baptist Church, could be accomplishing for the gospel 
if every person who called First Baptist home is tithing. Now, I don't know everything. But I do know that not everybody that calls First Baptist home is tithing. Secondly, in a couple of weeks, you're going to receive your 2022 giving statement. Now, that's not an indication completely, but many of you give, and we faithfully monitor that so that the accountability is high and you feel comfortable and you have this documentation. But since I'm in the office, I get to run mine periodically. So I can tell you what I did is on, on, on December the 29th, I was in here. And I just happened to run the giving statement for Jeff and Angela because I did not in any way, shape, or form want to fail, want to make a mistake, or miss in giving our tithe. You total it up. You know, mathematics, I said I'm pretty good at numbers. If you take the number of general, biblically speaking, if you take the number of general giving dollars you gave and multiply it by 10, that should be what the government says you made. I pray that that's true. But you're going to get that statement. It might be a good test for you. And if you get it and it's wrong, you reach out and we'll fix it. If you get it and it's right, then you use it as the measuring tool that God wants it to be. If you don't get one, either you've not been here long enough or you've not given. I'd be happy to walk with and talk with anybody, but this is not about money. It's about your trust of God and the truth of His Word. I'll tell you, I know for certain that this is the message that I was supposed to share today. I was already planning, doing, and I was at that stage where you really just want to see God confirm it to you. You guys know what that feeling is, right? When you know you're on this path and you believe it's the right path and then God comes along and He does something. One individual came to see me, and they were needing help. This individual calls First Baptist home. And they said, before I talk to you about my challenge, I need to give you something first. And they reached out and they said, here are my last two weeks And I'm going, ding, ding, ding. God, you just validated to me that my topic for this Sunday was your topic for this Sunday. Because it would have been easy for this person to go, I have a financial need. Let's not give the tithe. Let's put it toward the problem. And this person said, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm doing what God said. God commanded it. Jesus affirmed it. It's an act of worship. It causes us to be more like Jesus. And it comes with a promise. And this person said, I'm trusting God. There you have it. Are you trusting God?